Hi, and welcome to And So Much More. It is Autism Acceptance Month in the month of April. And this is a super special month for me and my family because my son has autism spectrum disorder. And he's really passionate about his story. And so I thought, who better to tell a story than one of our own Center Autism and Development Center patients, my son, Weston. Um, so I have him on here with me. Thanks for coming, bud. Um, thanks for bringing me on here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Um, I've had autism almost my whole life. I have had some challenges and I've had some um, victories with it. And I usually get through them all just barely. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel strong about it. You do. That's awesome. Um, so you were diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder when you were five years old. Do you remember much about that? Yeah, I remember before I went to my main school, um, I was, oh, wait, we were trying to find summer camp, summer camps that, so that way you could go to work and I was constantly being kicked out because of how I thought and how I acted because no one really gave me that much patience. Yeah. So you you have a strong memory of that. Yeah. And I remember you trying to, just trying to process your emotions and the things you were experiencing. And um, do you remember us talking to you about fight or flight? Yes. And we were like, you fight and you flight. <laughs> you you just choose both and you go for it. Um, but that's because you were still learning to wrap your mind around um, some of these big emotions you were having, right? And would you say that that's probably pretty normal for for most kids? Yeah. Yeah. But as, um, as things progress, we realize maybe there might be something a little bit more happening. And so um, we went to see Dr. Brennan over at um, the Center Autism and Development Center. And Baxter. And Baxter. Dr. Brennan has a therapy dog named Baxter, and he is kind of like super main character in our family. <laughs> we love Baxter. Um, do you remember much about that first meeting with Dr. Brennan and some of the, the questions she asked you or even how you felt? I know I was fairly satisfied with what I was doing and I was very um calm that because I was I felt good where I was I remember her asking me tons of questions and then I got to pet Baxter <laughs> while I did them sometimes yeah did that help you feel safe yeah, yeah. Um, at the time I remember we didn't have a dog then mm -mm. so Baxter was like I got to go there every few like a month or so every few months we would go in yeah and I got to see a dog so that was pretty big <laughs> that was a big win yeah <laughs> um and so at that point in your life you had had some interaction with adults outside of our family not just our family friends but some teachers some administrators um before we met with Dr. Brennan um can you tell me about some of those interactions and and maybe how their understanding or their lack of understanding about autism had an impact on you. 
All right, tell, tell me if I'm correct. I'm pretty sure I went to kindergarten and then I met Dr. Brennan. Yes, you started kindergarten. Um, and then a few months later, you met Dr. Brennan. Um, I remember back when I first started kindergarten, I was in a class. Um, I remember I had three friends, and so I'd usually stick with them throughout the whole day. So we would get there, and the teacher would set out on each table, like, different games to help get our memory up of what we learned the other day. And so we learned pat- I learned patterns then. But I remember that she did not have much patience yeah. for me. And one thing that I strictly remember is she had this thing on the wall. Yeah. And it was like you had your name on a clip and you'd have to, there'd be different boxes up on there. And so it'd be like space and red would be outstanding. And then dark blue would be, oh no, that's super bad. And then there'd be like a moon and a sun. <laughs> moon, you lose like 10 minutes of recess. Oh, or in the sun, you would have to have like, um, lunch alone but I remember that I was usually in somewhere at the bottom be it she never had any patience for how I thought and how I acted yeah and part of that was on me because I didn't really take in consideration on what she was through but um I remember that everyone almost every day she would send me to the office to color and at the time I thought that going to the office was just like normal every kid did it yeah. And it like every like one kid did it in every class. Yeah. And so eventually I just started going without asking. And I just meet someone there and the um teacher helper, I'm pretty sure, the second teacher, she would always bring me back, coped me back in yeah. the classroom. Um, she was really helpful. I yeah, remember she was. her. Um I remember after that uh, I moved to another teacher mm-hmm. because that wasn't because the other class wasn't going too well because of the patience thing. So, so real quick, um, so you would say you, there was a lack of understanding there. Yeah, and 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 I heard you say something that uh, that I thought was interesting. That some of it was on you because you didn't take into consideration how she was feeling, which. You know, I think when you're a five-year-old child in a classroom, you know, it's really not your job to think about what the teacher might be feeling, but that's a big thought to have. Um, and so I love that you're think you're being considerate of others, but I think it's also important to see that when somebody doesn't understand um, how autism spectrum disorder can exhibit or impact a child, um, it's hard to know how to how to work with them, how to instruct them. So it's so important for the adults in our life to to learn about different things that kids experience and autism spectrum disorder is one of those things. Would you agree? So you had an, it's really crazy. You had an example of how there was one experience that was really hard because there was a lack of understanding, but then you had an experience that same year when you switched classrooms and and it was really good. So tell oh, yeah. me tell me about that because that was one of I feel like that was a grace moment in your life. So I know in that classroom, I mostly remember it because of how nice the teacher was. She would interact with everyone if someone had one certain need, and she was teaching a legend a lesson. Sometimes she would just immediately stop, run over, and see like, hey, what was going on, and all that. And I remember 
I had outbursts at the time to where yeah. I would just be angry and I'd hide in a corner and cry or something. Yeah. And I remember that some kids were scared of me and that kids that I actually have in my class now, yeah. we all ended up in the same school. I remember they all... All these years later? Yeah. I remember they all remember hearing like me yell and scream down the hall or somewhere even in my class. Yeah. And I remember, I now know that it's... it really it's hard to have like a name of that kid that screamed or yelled and everyone heard yeah but um i remember miss uh i remember that when i was in there she always um to call me she would send me all the way to the back and i at the time i loved marble tracks they were super satisfying to me for some reason and i would take all this stuff all like fidgets and stuff all, whenever she was using it, and I'd take like tape and I'd tape them together and I'd make like a marble track. Yeah. And I'd always come over when um, we'd had free time and I'd like show it off and I'd send a marble through and it'd be super satisfying to me. Yeah. And I really felt like she understood me in a way. Yeah. Than the other class. Yeah. So that's really cool what you just shared. So you had someone who understood that you processed information differently. And when you were overstimulated and upset, you needed to have a safe space separate from everyone, maybe not coloring in the principal's office, but a separate place for you to be able to process those emotions and maybe use your hands to do something to calm down. Um, And I remember that being so impactful that year. I saw such a change in you when there was suddenly someone who saw you and who took the time to understand you and give you the space to process things in a certain way. Um, And so I think it's really cool that you have um, not a poor memory of either of those teachers because you understand that they were working with the information that they had, right? One wasn't a bad teacher. She just didn't understand and she didn't know how to interact. And the other had more of an understanding And it allowed her to to help you and teach you in ways that really actually worked, right? So I love that. Thank you for sharing those stories. Welcome. Um, So how about now? Like all these years later, you have probably one of the best memories. I feel like you remember details about your life and even my life that I don't even remember. Um, what, What is it like now? You're 11 years old. And when you tell people you have autism spectrum disorder, or if you have to explain to someone that you have autism, like, how do you do that? Um, I remember when I first transitioned to the school I was in now, I've been in it since first grade. Mm-hmm. And when I first started in first grade, I was in a autism development classroom. Yeah. So at the time, there was literally only three kids in the class. Yeah. Kids who were high-functioning like you Yeah, are. there was literally only three, inclu- yeah. if you include me. Yeah. And I remember first walking in there, and there was one – we were all different grades. Yeah. Uh, my friend at the time, my best friend that I stick through all the way to, like, third grade. Yeah. Um, He was one grade above me, and then the other kid, he was one grade above him. Mm-hmm. And I first got there, and I nicely talked, and we played with – these sort of Legos in a way, Mm -hmm. if some people call them. And I remember we had so much in common that 
what we did at home, how we functioned, and we we hung out all the time. And then other kids started joining. Yeah, there was another kid that came, and he was in fourth grade. Yeah, so you were with kids whose mind worked similar to yours. Yeah. Okay. And then another kid came, and then another kid came, and then another so kid grew. came. So grew, yeah. And so um, the teacher would change every once in a while, but every, they would always be one of my top favorite teachers. And so um, I remember when I was in second grade and in first grade, I mostly stayed out of trouble then. Huh. I would still have my outbursts every once in a while, but I learned a lot. About how to cope? What were yeah. some of the things that you learned? Um, every once, every day, she had this one little spot inside the closet. Mm-hmm. We called that the chillax corner. <laughs> and um, she would have a big bu- bucket of um, fidgets, and she'd have a chair, uh, like one of those big Joe chairs. That, like, move around a little bit? Yeah, yeah, and she had a nice rug. She had this cool curtain that was different colors, and she had, like, posters on the wall and I remember every once in a while um it sort of like evolved in a way yeah to like different times so the it first had different time, stuff well what was that room used for um chill like just chilling and so. so how did that help you cope when you felt overwhelmed um I would walk in there and I'd grab my favorite fidget there were like these different um like yeah sort of magnets in a way and I'd put them together and I'd build cool stuff and I would just make my hands move and I would sit there just thinking and then yeah. I'd come out and I'd be so much better. Yeah. Wasn't there like a little, a timer? Yeah. Like she, the, one of the sand timers that you would put in there? Um, We could have different timers. That's what I mean by it would evolve every once in a while it'd change. So the, the timer changed every once in a yeah. while. Yeah. So we would have like five minutes, two minutes, one minute. And we'd tell her, like, what we usually would need and mostly be, like, five or two minutes. Yeah. Okay. And I'd use that, and I'd be much better later. So there were different things in the class that helped you cope. Yeah. So I want to get back to one of the questions that we asked, which was, um, or the question that I asked, that was, um, how, how do you tell people that you have autism? I remember in fourth grade, I would always... define it as um, someone who could be stronger or weaker or someone who could be smarter or not as intelligent as the similar person that Mm -hmm. everyone usually understood or couldn't be able to communicate as well or could be able to communicate perfectly. Yeah, because it's a a spectrum. So they can be really high on the spectrum and do all those things really well. They could also be low on the spectrum, still be insanely intelligent, but maybe not be able to communicate as well. So that's a good way to explain that. And so then I continued to like study it. And I remember um, there was this dude, he was a genius. He worked in like NASA. He put out a video and explained on how his son was autistic. And he explained what autism was and all that. So I kind of go by that video. It's on YouTube, but I look, I loved seeing one of the smartest dudes in the world explain what I dealt with on a daily basis. Yeah. And so now I'm still trying to work through um, people trying to understand my brain. 
Yeah. And how I would think. And so sometimes I think five steps ahead. Sometimes I think five steps um, behind um, a lot. <laughs> and so mostly um, what I said before, that's what I would usually define it as. And now I find different ways to explain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Do you remember when we told you you had autism for the first time? We were trying to explain to you what it was. And you told us that it was your superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do you still feel like that? Like autism is your superpower? Yeah, in a way. Yeah? In what way? Help me understand that a little bit. Um, I can think faster. Yeah. I can do multiple things at once. Um, I can make a lot of friends if I have to. And I most likely want to. Yeah. most of the time and um i think of it as a superpower as if i could do all these things that i don't that some people can't yeah. and i think oh this is actually really cool i can do these things yeah and sometimes i can impress people sometimes people um are like oh n- multiple people can do that and so um not many people have understood how i think but yeah. they still help me get through it as friends and sometimes even as enemies but um i feel like i've learned throughout a lot on how to explain it yeah i like that i feel like you have a very positive way of um of talking about this part of you and that's probably the the biggest thing that has helped me even walking watching you walk through this and and just trying to be a support and trying to be understanding is um, autism is a part of who you are. Just like, you know, like you have blue eyes and and you know what I mean? And you, you know, we all have five fingers and like it's just a part of the makeup of who you are. And um, and I think when people f- react to something that is, you know, a characteristic of somebody and um and focus on how it makes them different. I think instead what we can do for you and as well as for other kids, and tell me what you think about this, um, is just focus on how that makes them special and unique. Uh, because it is, it's just a part of who you are, um, not anything that's abnormal necessarily. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out, Ben. Welcome. <laughs> Um, And thank you guys for listening. I think one of the coolest things we can do as we try to understand um, things like autism for Autism Acceptance Month um, is to just sit down and listen to the stories of those who understand it best because they live it. And so um, so I'm really thankful to be able to sit here and chat with Weston a little bit. I hope you guys were able to glean a little bit from our conversation. And so thank you for listening to And So Much More.